Hello, everyone. This is Kat, the host of your Growth Mindset podcast show. Today, I have my friend and special guest, Dan, a.k.a. Kaniela Acuna. We have some special announcements for you today, and we'll talk about what that program entails. And a lot of it is growth mindset coaching. What is that? What is the frame set? How do we reflect? We get into some deep conversations right here, right now. So stay tuned. about belief it's having belief self-belief you know um i mean you know growing up in the 80s 90s you know like you always had the we'll say the father figure you yeah. know where they were like it was like this conversation that 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 i text you where i think sometimes it's about the whole mentality of the woman has done so much to yeah. birth to to give life into this world that the man then thinks that it's his labor now to be head of household but and that's only one tradition that's not speaking yeah. of all tradition like that was a culture built in itself you know yeah. it's like the man has to be the one to make the bread you know go yeah. out and you know and the woman stays home and takes care of the kids and that's how it is because that's how it should be equal but that changes though you have to allow that change you have to believe in yeah. that you know and little by little you know from 90s into to 2000s like you started seeing all these changes you know but it never really pushed for we'll say for women you know it really didn't push until like after you know and it kind of sucks because I'd seen growing up as a kid I have this huge like vivid memory of so many things and one of them was definitely like single parent moms, you know, and my mom was a single parent for uh, most of our childhood, you know, bringing up and she basically hung around a lot of other single moms and seeing how they raise their kids and how their, their, their culture that they built within their house, their traditions that they made within their house, you know, like I see those things, but at the same time, I was always one that wanted to change to apply change. And if it was the one thing that my mom couldn't keep up with, it was me, you know, but it was because like, I saw so much further, I wanted to see so much better, you know, and it never really started to kick in for the world until like, we'll say, probably 10 years ago, not, you know, like, that's, that's like very thin line on that 10 years. And it's because like, you finally have people accepting individuals accepting the fact that everybody can be a part of everything you don't have to be secluded to one thing it doesn't have to be a culture of you can only do this this is all that you're worth no you're worth what you believe that you're worth you know so if you want to run your own business do it don't stop you you want to go out there and be you know the next uh, president of your own company the next you know founder of you know, uh, some, you know, economic or ecological awesomeness out there, like, do it, that shouldn't stop you, like, nobody should be able to stop you from believing in yourself. Yeah. Person stops you is you. Yeah. You know, and so when it comes back from, you know, back in the days till now, there's so much of that change in there. And it's because people started believing more in themselves. And we just need more people to do that today. Yeah, that's so true you know? Yeah. I was going to say like, damn, you were raised by a, a single mother. And 
I just think it's like you are already creating like changes, you know, in this dynamic, right? Is that you often hear, oh, you get raised by a single mother, X, Y, Z is going to happen, right? Because I hear that because I have a daughter, I'm a single mom. And every time, like when I first moved here um, to that story at the beginning of last year, it was like, I had even my really good friends saying, oh, she's going to be raised and have like daddy issues. Or she's going to be insecure. She's going to look for attention in other men. You know, like I I had to hear that. Oh, it's going to be hard for you. Um, You know, how are you going to do that without help? You know, and it was like, yeah, if if I wasn't and I will I will say if I was not as strong as I was during that time, I could have very much um, stayed in bed, depressed, curled up with my daughter and been like, well, you know, live at my parents' house forever and just be like, I guess they're right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I love that. That's why we have these conversations so much is because you are great perspective. You show great perspective from the men's perspective, um, growing up, especially with a single mom, that you can be that change. You don't have to go by what, how you were raised, the traditions and what you were taught, what other people tell you. And I mean, I'm so passionate about talking about that drives me crazy. I think, and what I said was what I've said before is like all the anger from all that bullshit is what's driven me to where my business is today is like, I use that anger for everything that happened in my last relationship and all the shit that I had dealt with and the people saying either mean things, their mean opinions, um, single moms don't make money, right? Um, People in the corporate or most private offices will not even look at you if you have kids or, you know, if you fulfill an application and you have kids at home or you're a single mom or um, you're pregnant. Yep. Fuck, I've heard all of it. Yep. It's It was brutal, you yep. know? And unfortunately, I've also, uh, and I hate that I have to hear, to hear that other women are going through that. Um, and they turn that anger into something else, right? Where it's not serving them instead of using that to fuel what they believe and change, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, um, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's one of those, I guess, like the statement I'm looking for in my head is like, you either, you know, give in or get out. Mm-hmm. And what that is like, you either, you either give in to what, society says or like fills you in to be like you know for instance uh single mom you know and raise uh just basically trying to start your own business and everything you go out there and you tell people about it and people start to fill in these little blanks for you mm-hmm. instead of allowing that to just be a page torn out crumble it throw it away create something fresh out of it you know um i had a talk about negativity with uh, a friend of mine a couple weeks back uh, he was going through some time. He's another artist and he was going through some, you know, times with, uh, his mom and he just wants to be there for her, you know? Um, and he was raised individually also, like he was raised a single kid in the family, their dad left. It was just him and his mom, but he had so much of this aggression, you know, and he had like reached out to me. We hadn't talked in a while and he reached out to me and he was asking me, you know, how do I, uh, you know, how do I just get rid of this? And I told him, don't get rid of it, man. I told him, but change it. Yeah. I told him, you see so much negativity out there with the things that happen to you. Maybe just take a moment. Think about who you are, 
and think about what you do and where you go with all that. Yeah. I told him, I get it. Like you're working your job, you're working your business, you know, you're, you're trying to do side hustles and everything too, you know, and you're trying to like keep a place for you and your mom together. But at the same time, it's like your, your anger puts out negativity instead of you using it as a tool. Yeah. Bring yourself back. And he was like, well, we've always been taught to anger is bad. I was like, yeah, but we've always been taught anger is bad. How come we weren't taught to say, take your anger and do something good with it? Yeah. And then he was just like, <laughs> he literally said, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, seriously, though, man, I told him because we we are filled in so much about what everybody else says. Mm. We continue to be what everybody else says instead of being our own change, being our own reflection of what we want to be. I told him, so take this into perspective. Your mom, sweet mm-hmm. whenever, you know, I met her once or twice, you know, um, doesn't, I don't think ever has like a, like a anger point in her body, but him on the other hand, you know, when he brings it home and everything, it kind of scares her, you know, and he tells me this. And I said, so again, like, instead of taking that and throwing it out there as a negativity, why not go do something with it? Like you and your mom take a road trip, bro. Yeah. When's the last time you guys took a road trip? Like go out in the middle of a damn field and just scream your head off together because you guys know that you can, you know? And I told him, and make those moments that bring you together instead of separate you with that anger. And, and I told him too, because he, he takes up, uh, you know, self-defense classes here and there uh when he gets a chance to but i told him but even that though like i told him you're physically exerting yourself but you're not you're doing it out of anger like why not you know turn that around use that anger to tell yourself why are you angry and then apply it then i told him instead of just beating it out of a punching bag yeah and and it and honestly like it it comes back to all the single parents out there whether you're a mother or a father like you know you have a chance to change mm-hmm. the direction of where you grew up as a kid with your kids now, you know, but also too, don't stop yourself learning from them, yeah. you know, because sometimes they're even lost in at the fact of like, are you angry, mom? Are you angry, dad? Or are you just venting to me? And sometimes even just telling them, hey, like, you know, mom or dad just needs a moment to just five minutes, just give me five minutes to just breathe you know, or scream in a pillow or something, you know, just talk to them, you know, just real with them. Like, it'll get to a point where they understand you even better. And that no longer becomes an anger, it becomes a communication. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man, it's like, this resonates with me so well, because I grew up, you know, in a Filipino family, like it has a lot of pride, Filipino pride, Filipino ego, a lot of anger, (laughs) a lot of stubbornness. And it's like, you know, um, and especially coming from the Bay Area, like you see that that was like a norm or culture and it was like, hey, whatever, you know, but um, I got to that point. I mean, even last year moving back in with my family, I was like, dude, something needs to change. And you're right about that. And if you don't do it and then you're going to complain about it the entire time, but you're not going to do anything about it. And I understand there is a lot of pride. There's a lot of ego. There's even fear to have that conversation with your loved ones. But if you don't do it, who else is going to do it? And we all, we all don't know. We, you know, some of us are very empathic where we can maybe hear thoughts like that, but (laughs) we can't read or understand other people's thoughts. Right. And it's like, 
um, I didn't want that to be the culture in our house of like, you walk by each other and you like, don't say anything to each other. You go to the kitchen, you cook something and you go to your room, right? Which is a lot of my friends and their Filipino families is like, maybe I'll have a meal once in a while, but everyone doesn't like really connect as we say, not anymore, right? Because of the whole technology and all of that. But I just think that's interesting that we had a pandemic and we were forced to be at home. (laughs) You were forced to face your fears within your family home because you couldn't freaking leave. And also you found out all these mental health situations and issues that you like need help with. And it's like more than ever, do something about it, right? Um, please do something about it. Um, And whatever it is that, you know, is stopping you reflect on that, you know, ask for help. Don't let that ego and your upbringing and all those feelings like stop you from doing what you need to do, especially, well, I mean, and then for me, I always just think of my daughter, right? And I'm like, well, if, you know, her dad and their family, whatever, isn't going to show up the way I would love them to for my daughter to, you know, to show love, show up authentically, genuinely, you know, apologetically, you know, wholeheartedly, then I got a triple times 10, hundred thousand do it. Right. I have to show up how I show up with my family, my friends, my business, um, how I react to things. Right. Um, if it's not for yourself, you know that people are always watching you, your friends, your family, or their cousins or uncles or whatever, someone's watching you and they're learning from you, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it's funny that you bring up, uh, you know, uh, culture because, uh, I mean, I think that's one of the things that got me to leave back home, you know, uh, Hawaii is because like, I wanted to make a change for myself, but I was so locked in with everyone else doing everything else for everyone else that I never really took a moment for me. Mm-hmm. And little by little, I started fighting that to the point where I finally like applied for college, got accepted for college and moved over here back to the mainland, you know, and been on my own, you know, doing everything because I told myself I wanted to change, you know, and, and it's not against anybody back home or anything, because honestly, like, I love everybody back there, you know, like, I love the island life, it's great. But at the same time, it moves slower than what I want to move, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to be able to bring something home and be able to share it with everybody and say that I built this for myself, but I want to build it for everyone else as well to, to, to react with, to be involved with, to have a you know, a great experience with and not just come back empty handed and say, oh, yeah, I did college and that's it. And now I'm back to the islands. Like I wanted to do something that was going to bring a good change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what also has motivated me to stay here on this side of the waters because of all that I can do. Yeah. All that I used to be able to do back home that wasn't really getting me a lot, you know? And when it comes to like pride and culture and representing and everything, yeah. like I get that, you know, I get yeah. it. <laughs> but it's like, you got to look past that too. You got to look like that's part of your foundation. I get it. But what more can you build for your foundation? Yeah. Bring forward, you know, because everybody all has that same commonality, but you are also unique in yourself. Mm-hmm. Build that uniqueness, bring it forward, believe in yourself, make that change because you see it. Now that you see it, 
you're already awakened to it. So now that you're awakened to it, do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely do something about it. <laughs> um, I was talking to someone the other day and it was like, I hate what people say, just do it, just do it. And it's like, no, we're, we are actually saying more than that. Like reflect on it, reflect on where you came from, what's working, what's not working, audit your own life. Yeah. right um your personal goals your skill sets you know what you want to contribute and if you don't want to do any of that that's okay too if you want to just be comfortable and live a simple life that is okay too you know i think it's more of like if you're going to complain about it over and over and over and not do anything about it right or end up in the same situation over and over and over in your life the bad relationships the yeah. bad friendships the bad coworkers the shitty job like yeah when are you going to do something about it? Or are you just loving to sit in your pain? Because that's also an addiction, right? Some people are addicted to sitting in their pain, not healing, not wanting to do more. Um, and that's where it's like, well, you know, again, to each their own, but you'll find that, you know, to live that healthy, positive lifestyle and success, that all is a domino effect of like who your circle is, uh, who you surround yourself with, who you grow with. You look at everyone in your really tight-knit circle of who you talk to and you see like kind of who you are in all those people and who are they are in you. Like you, I swear, like, you know, um, not knocking on any of my old friends and groups, but it's like, you can very much see the more toxic friendships, right? And who they hang out with, who they roll with, who they look up to, you know, whether it's like, you know, bros before hoes or hoes before bros. I've heard all of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yep. You know, but um, it's like you got to audit those friendships, situationships also, because um, what is it? I, there's so many quotes around that, right? Like, if you're the smartest in your group, right, <laughs> then you need a new group, right? I've heard that one. And it's like, to me, that's like, well, can you grow with them? Are they enhancing your life? Are you enhancing their life? Can you all learn from each other? Yeah. That is so damn important. But you're, if you're with a bunch of fools that are like do, up to no good all the time, right? They're giving you shitty advice and guidance as like, you know, a mother, a father, a friend, a family member, a parent, and you wonder why everything is falling apart around you. You cannot blame anyone else but your damn self. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, no, um, you know, and it's, it's funny that you bring up uh, friendships and stuff, because there were, there were, you know, there were points I told you where, you know, I went through my contact list one day, and I was just like, deleting. Yeah, was deleting so much. And it was funny, because there was weight there that needed to be deleted. It just needed to be gone. And I know that there were, you know, still some people that were reaching out to me that that I just stopped connecting with because, you know, and that includes like even family too, you know, where I just, I've made the biggest decision because I knew that it was just a negativity that I did not want to have anymore. I didn't want that lingering, you know, feeling of, oh, I have to connect you, with you because we, we have this connection or that connection or so on. But no, you don't have to, you, you don't have to connect with any of that. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, I think, life has been much more smoother, you know, staying away from those, you know, toxic individuals, you know, and, and I mean, like, and it's just toxic with me and their connection, you know, I'm not saying that they could be toxic to anybody else. Mm -hmm. 
wasn't making a difference, you know? And when I had moved on from another relationship, which it was a mutual, you know, breakup, um, but it got to a point where I was like, okay, what do I want to do? Like coming back to that point again, like checking in with myself, yeah. you know, find that to be very important on any scale of anything that you do, whether it's a good day, a bad day, any day, you know, day, night, whatever, like don't have to check in with yourself, you know? And I did that. And I recall being three weeks, it just bummed out because I was with somebody that I cared about a lot, but it just wasn't going the same route. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, she had brought it up and mentioned it, that maybe we should go on our way. And I said, okay, you know, and we kind of just did. And at that point, you know, you, you feel the emotions and everything, but again, you got to check back in with yourself. And that's what I did. And I told myself, what do I want to do? You know, I want to be a change. I want to do change. I want to make a change. But in order to do that, you have to make that change within yourself. Yes. You gotta start with yourself first. Yes. As much as you want to do that for everything else out there, like you gotta do it for yourself first because you are the foundation of that change that you want to become. And in order to do that, you have to change you first. Yeah. That is so important. <laughs> and I and I tell that with everybody that I've talked to, or even like after work, people wanted to like, you know, connect on either a couple of people at a time or one-to-one, you know. And, like sometimes I might've been a little bit harder on others, you know, because some people that really never even talked to me ever before at work, all of a sudden wanted to talk, you know, and it wasn't like any disagreement with me. It was just like, why, why, why now? Why, why do you want to talk now? And one of the you know individuals, they asked me like, where did you start doing all this hustling? And I was like, ah, it's not even a hustle anymore, man. It's just, it's just my own thing. Yeah. You know? And they're like, well, why did you want to do it? And I was like, I didn't ask myself why. I asked myself, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I told them because the ideas are all up here. Once those ideas start, that's where it comes back to manifesting it. Do you want to make something? Or is it just an idea that you're just going to throw away again? You know, and come up with something that's even better and then throw that away too. Like where does that stop? And where does that start to become something that you really want to come to fruition with? You know? Yeah. And so that person too was like, man, I want to do this and that. I was like, cool. So start it. You know, what's holding you back? Well, I got all this and they gave me a list of excuses. And I was like, cool, man. You know, just like that, you know, simple idea of wadding it up and throwing away, do that with your list of excuses (laughs) and and stop running with that. You know, stop running with that and start running with the fact that you know you can. Yeah. Because this is what I can do. This is what you can do. You know, and and I brought up this, I brought up this, um, this, this random thought that I built from this word called impossible. Hmm. Some of the people that have watched this, I might've shared it with you already, but I'm gonna share it again. Um, And it's the word impossible. It's actually spelled wrong in the dictionary. It's, it's actually not even, you know, pronounced correctly is what I want to say. Um. In the dictionary, if you think about it, it's been revised so many times. How do you know what is the truth? How do you know where it really came from? Mm. And so in Hawaiian, we say nana ike kumu, which means look to the source, you know, but how do you look to a source that consistently revises itself? Now it's no longer a real source, right? But you still look to the truth of it. So I looked into the truth of impossible. And in actuality, impossible is actually pronounced wrong. 
and it's spelled wrong. It's pronounced I am possible. What? Yeah. <laughs> the first two letters are the most important parts of the word impossible. And you're already saying I am. You are what? What's the, the word left over? Huh? And I said possible. And I said, there you go. I told him, if you have to repeat that stuff, that stuff to yourself every day, every moment that you wake up, every night that you go to sleep, in your dreams, whatever, if you got to remind yourself how much of impossible, how much possible you are to yourself, then that will push you to know that you believe in yourself enough to do something out there yeah. with it you believe in. And I told him well, again, like it's spelled wrong. It should be I am possible. But instead they switched it together and said, here's a word, go do something with it. That's crazy. I love it. I love it. I have heard the, um, you know, um, it's impossible actually means you're possible or I'm possible. So I love how you um, talked about that. That is so cool. And it's so true. Um, You know, I mean, we can't emphasize that more and more is that everything starts with you. And I believe that the first step to success in anything is when you take full responsibility and accountability for everything, all your fuck ups, all your failures, every, all your success, all in all. I mean, that's what I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, first, we're going to take responsibility, right? You can blame me all day long on how you weren't successful the last three months, but at the end of the day, which is really funny. I had my client, I love her. She, I'm sure she, she'll watch this one day, but she would like halfway, more than halfway through. I'm like, yeah, you realized it was you, right? I'm here to help you with your accountability, but for your success to happen is you have to do it. You have to make it work. You have to change your mindset. You have to um, be consistent. Yeah. And um, and those that actually would rather have their ego and um, take over where it's like, no, it's everyone else's fault, right? I've had friends like that. I've had relationships like that. where like, it's always your fault. It's always someone else's fault and it's never their fault. But then they see their circle of friends and their relationships all go to shit and they see their circle of friends slowly, slowly decrease or even very quickly decrease where everyone's finally like understanding they're not going to deal with your shit, right? Anymore. They're not going to, they're going to see you for who you are at that point. Like if you're not going to keep accountable, take responsibility, show up authentically, no one wants to be around that. Or if they do want to be around that, it's going to be those people that'll help you get get there in that direction <laughs> not towards that the best direction right yeah yeah well i mean it, you know you bring up a really good point uh accountability is in everything i mean it, in, including if you think about it every single relationship that you have and i'm not just talking with an interaction i'm talking about you know your workplace environment you know the place that you live it uh the things that you do around your environment your entire atmosphere you know, you have to take accountability into the plus and the minus of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I was at work and, you know, having a human interaction of accountability, uh, I did something wrong and everybody was trying to figure out what the heck was going on. And then I finally got back to one of the leads and I was like, yeah, it was, uh, I kind of made the call, you know, and they're like, why would you make the call? It's like, because this wouldn't happen, but it didn't happen because it actually got flipped. And so it flipped on me and they're like, all right, well, we'll just fix it. And I was like, wait, just like that. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I'm the one that kind of messed up. And they're like, 
all right, whatever. Now that we know, let's just go ahead and make a difference. And I'm like, okay, okay. I love that. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting to get like, you know what? <laughs> go over there, blah, blah, But like, no. And I think honestly, when you're real about accountability, you know, in any shape, way, shape or form, you know, I think there is a natural reaction of having an honest, truthful, you know, reaction from it. Mm-hmm. Something that's just, okay, now that you're accountable for it, there's like a simplicity of a reaction to it instead of something that just goes haywire and crazy all over the place. Yeah. You know, it becomes something that's, okay, you, you, took, you took claim on something that, you know, might've not been so great. But since you have, there's no longer a stress of trying to understand it anymore from the source. And now most people that I've like been with just want to move forward with it Mm -hmm. from that point on. And I mean, honestly, too, it's like even taking a walk outside your house, like how many times did we forget something Mm -hmm. trying to go somewhere? But there's an accountability that you prove to yourself where you're like, okay, take a minute, relax. What's the list of things that I need? to have with me mm-hmm. and go back reassure yourself double check it you know check in with yourself and then go with it you know yeah, like it'd be just as simple as that but i think if there was more accountability applied to everything that we do from ourselves to ourselves mm-hmm. you know, we will end up making ourselves much easier for ourselves yes i was like what i was thinking was um you leave this open space to claim all like the energy that's even better um, is when you take ownership and accountability of all the shit. It's like a reset. It's like apology to the universe and apology to other people, right? Um, it's, and the same energy as if it, when you have to cut off, which we've talked about a lot, like people that you love or care about, when you have to cut off those friendships or like family members, um, um, which is really hard to do, right? And I almost feel like it's a tester in the universe and it's painful, but then it's crazy how the universe gives you absolutely even more what you need and all that magic and goodness after you cut off those relationships, right? Um, After you make those healthy decisions and it's really hard to do. Um, I'm not sure what the, like the spiritual frame set is for that, (laughs) but maybe it's like, because you are cutting out so much of the negative energy that you have more room to take on all the positive energy. It's like, that's the simple way I see it. (laughs) It's like, you're not degrading yourself anymore. You know, you're upgrading yourself. Yeah. And, And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like a part of me is still part of there where I am a bit cutthroat. Mm-hmm. communicating with people and i i mean i've had a couple of bosses or even like uh really awesome uh co-workers even still to this day that's just like damn dan that was like that was hard <laughs> i love it though like i remember some guy passing me up in the hallway and it's like hey dan like how's your day and it's like uh it was cool but i have a question for you now and they're like oh yeah and i was like yeah you've never talked to me before why now oh shit Damn. they're like oh well I don't I don't know really and I was like well you when you find an answer don't let me know and I just like walked on <laughs> and one of my coworkers was like dude like that was harsh and I was like nah man I was like this guy comes at everybody with so much negativity about everybody else that I think I moved too quick for this guy to even get to know me oh, and that I don't want to take the time to get to know him 
And then he's never taken the time to get to know me. Interesting. I wasn't kind of being a jerk. I was actually curious. And so like, why after like, I think at that time, it was like five or six years that we worked together. Like, why now all of a sudden you want to ask me, you know? Yeah. And then for me to leave it off and say, cool, when you finally answer, don't come back to me. Yeah. Like, me saying that like, you've never taken the time. You're probably not, not going to take the time to find this answer. And therefore, don't take the time to come back to me with it, you know? Man. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. But at the same time, my coworker is right. I could have been a little bit nicer about it, but there is a part of me still yet that lingers there where it's just like, no, like no is no. Like yeah. I don't want to be a part of this, you know? And there have been times where like, you know, hey, let's connect afterwards and talk about how, you know, your reaction with so-and-so. I don't want to. Well, why not? Why not? I was like, because it's just fair and square right there. Mm-hmm. Like that. I don't want to apply myself to something that's negative to build something more out of it, mm-hmm. be congestive for everybody else. I was like, it doesn't need to be. I was all like, yeah, I could have gone at it a better way. But at the same time, I said it the way I said it. And I guarantee you that person's not going to be that way to me anymore. Interesting. Oh, man. I was going to say, you are so fast at picking up energy that it's <laughs> like you cut him out like right away, which is I love. It's like that is like the spiritual auditing. <laughs> <laughs> almost feels like nope I'm not taking any of that energy energy with me I'm gonna call you out on your shit and I do that I feel like I do that low-key on social media because social media like we said is so fucking ugly sometimes it can be so brutal I have people like friends from my high school that start adding me on Facebook and I'm that person where I'll message them and be like what's up like why add me yeah. on my personal Facebook and then you're not even going to say hi to me on a messenger. That's like how I feel though. Like most people be like, you have like 5,000, 10,000 followers, but then you don't even know any single one of these people. And they're just, and most of the time, these people are just watching you, which is another yeah. thing, right? These people are just watching you. They want to see your shit and your photos, your videos. But then when you message them directly, they don't want to talk to you. So guess what I do? I unfriend you. <laughs> I'm like, what's the point then this is actually my personal Facebook that I don't just like want to add anyone um you know like I, I just that's that's how I am I even audit all my Instagram I tell my clients that I'm like I audit everything because I don't want to claim any of that energy yeah right yeah, yeah. no and and I think it comes down to the word and I thought about this the other night um is uh it there should be a privilege to be a part of your life yeah you know, it's, it's somewhat of a privilege because you're allowing them to get to know you, to connect with you, to still reconnect with you, to be with you, you know, in, in, in a way. But at the same time, you tell yourself then, you know, do they deserve that? Mm-hmm. You know, and for what I just said recently, uh, previously, you know, just about, you know, uh, cutting people off and, and walking away and not having to want to be a part of that, you know, it, it took me a long time to get there. Like, I promise I was probably the most gullible kid that you've probably ever met mm-hmm. because I thought everybody was your friend. And then little by little, you start to get involved in all the negativity that they're a part of. And then that starts to, boom, be a part of you because you decided to bring that forward. And so one of the biggest things that I told myself when I left the islands was I wanted to change me mm. when I came here. Like, this is me. This is change I'm looking for change I'm going to be the change that I want to be so I remember when I worked at 24 hour fitness and this guy was just like you know uh he was a manager 
and he was all about, you know, sales and everything. And honestly, like I just, when I started looking at how we present our sales to get people to buy memberships to come in, you know, and I remember being thrown out in the rain to give away these free seven day trial passes, you know, uh, to people and people were just like taking them and just tossing them like confetti. Yeah. And at that point I was all like, what am I doing with this? <laughs> like, why? And I turned around and I walked up to him and I said, I'm done. I don't want to be a part of this. And he's like, well, you're making a big mistake. Long story short. He's like, you're making a big mistake. And I was like, I made the mistake when I signed the papers to be here. I told him, so I'm not going to make the mistake of leaving. Yeah. And he's like, what a man, get out of my face. And I was like, oh, I left. And I remember meeting up with my um, uh, roommates later on uh, uh, at the time then. But um, I wasn't roommates with them then. But I remember meeting up with this group randomly all of a sudden. And they're like, ain't you working? And I was like, nah, I just quit. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, literally. They're like, did you have a job for like three weeks? And I was like, yeah, they had me for three weeks. But the guy told me to get out of his face. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but it was just like little by little, it started becoming something that I wanted to perfect, to walk away, to disconnect, to not be a part of those yeah. things and not afraid to say no, mm -hmm. not afraid to just, this ain't, my, this ain't me, this ain't for me, you know, and walking out. And I mean, another job had, had uh, uh, around the same time, you know, I was supposed to go in and it was, I didn't know it was a huge group interview. And I remember being at the end of the, the line going into the back entrance and the guy behind me who worked there, he said, hey, is there anything, is there a problem? I was like, yeah, man, my intuition. And he was like, oh yeah, what does your intuition say? It's telling me not to go here. Hmm. It's telling me don't be a part of this. It's just a reciprocating, you know, trend. I was like, break the trend. And he was just like, dude, he's like, honestly. And he came up real close and he's like, I, I don't want you to be a part of this either. And <laughs> like, what you got against Hawaiians, man? Like, no, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. He goes, he goes, honestly. The job sucks. He's like, go find something better. And it was around the holidays, you know? So everybody was trying to hire people for the holidays, you know? And he's like, just go find something better. He's like, take it from me. He's like, I worked this job for five years. And he's like, and he said, I barely even got a raise out of it. And I was like, oh. And he goes, yeah. He's like, do something better. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to slowly walk that way. And he goes, I won't tell anybody. He's like, I'll <laughs> behind you really quick and I was like okay cool and that's what I did though you know and then I ended up finding a totally better job yeah so, now you're an artist <laughs> you work you're you're the own founder of your own your own business yeah. <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> but it, it all comes back to listening to yourself applying that change to yourself saying no when you know it needs to be known yeah it's like don't don't let it linger and then tell yourself oh I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow it's not even the procrastination. It's just you telling yourself that you'll do it later when it becomes never. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just do it now? Yeah. And that's why, like, when we have those, like, talks about, you know, just kind of clipping things out of the way, just deleting it. Mm -hmm. Like, let go of that weight that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. There's weight and then there's bad weight. And having that bad weight attached to you just slows you down. Yeah. Let go of anything that is not serving you. Exactly. Um, 
I love this because I know we were talking about like, oh, what does this look like as an interview? And I'm like, no, this is perfect, actually, because what I was going to say is that everyone that I'm like, I swear, Dan, be a coach already. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, he's already part of my team, which I will announce in a second. But um, everything to where my business is right now, and I've come across so many successful women and then women just starting out in their business, single mamas that have no money, no time, or people that have no money, no time. I've heard everything at this point. And, you know, and I've also worked with women with so many degrees on their walls and certifications and all of this stuff. And I was like, at the end of the day, like literally, literally what our coaching looks like and this program and how we've teamed up together, me and Dan and this incredible team, everything that we put together in our coaching and our program is all right here. What we just talked about for the past almost an hour, you know, it's, and why do I say that is because one of the first things I say is when, you know, sometimes you get on the phone, you, you get to know someone and I understand you're so proud of your certificate, your certifications, your degrees, you know, and all of the things that, you know, you've accomplished on paper, right. And you work so damn hard to get there. I'm not knocking that, but the most priceless, learning experience and teacher will be your experience and how you learn from it and like what you do with it, how you grow, following your intuition, cutting people out that need to be cut out from your life, letting go of things that are not serving you. All of that is going to lead to a successful and more healthy, happy life, right? Auditing your life, auditing your platforms, auditing your um, everything from personal to your business. All of that is just so important, which we've talked about in this last hour. Um, and it's like, it's so people, when they come to me, they're like, oh, like, you know, I help them audit their business and everything. And I'm like, and they ask me like, what is it that you really provide? Like on paper, you know, certifications, degrees, whatever. And I just laugh because I'm like, you know, okay, I'll, I love you. I'll let you finish. I'm excited for you. But I don't have a fucking degree. <laughs> I have a coaching certificate, but the experience at like, I kid you not, from the very beginning of sales, multi-level marketing, learning in multiple like different businesses, private offices, ground up, brick mortar, every single thing in the, my past, you know, um, 35 years of life is where I will help you because of that experience. I grew, I learned every failure, every mistake, I learned from it and everything I learned, that's, I feel like is priceless experience that I can share with you. I'm like, that's what I'm offering you. Authentic accountability, right? To work with me, to work with us, to work with this team. And it's, and that's really what it is. It's sometimes it's the fear that holds us back. It's the ego, it's the pride. Um, it's like, you, maybe you need a team. Is it the anxiety? It's, you know, there's so many things here, but I love that this team that we're building with literally is a superhero team. <laughs> it's like you have every part of this team to build not just the business because that's not what we talk about here. And I just sent an email about this. It's the authentic growing. That's priceless. And to, to find a group of people that you can authentically grow with is that can be so damn hard to do. And believe me, I've looked. That's why when I put together this beautiful team, I was so excited into tears like I get to grow and build with these people that all have amazing superpowers and skill sets um, and which, you know, was born was international network supporting women in business. And yes, very much international. And I don't want to get emotional about it, but 
<laughs> a beautiful team of people that have so much to offer. And it's like this talk that we had just literally done right now, that's literally what we do. And it's like, Kat, what is that worth? Why do I have to pay this X, Y, Z amount? They're like, I kid you not, there's just, this is priceless work, really. And, and the things that we're talking about, I know that people that watch this are like, oh shit, I didn't even think about it that way. But now you have like accountability week to week to help you get to that personal goal. Or maybe it's letting go of that negative energy, which Jenna is great at. <laughs> talking about spiritual energy, um, talking about your dreams. That's, that's all Dan. <laughs> <laughs> like this is my dream today oh my gosh I don't know what I'm feeling um you know life audit business audit personal personal success auditing all of that um that is definitely really exciting that um is happening right now and so that's why I wanted to do this talk with Dan is like um to share with you guys how vulnerable we get how authentic we are, how real. We will call you out on your excuses. We will call you out on your shit, but we will do so lovingly, right? And there might be, you know, clients that are like, I am not ready for that. <laughs> and that's okay. That's totally okay, you know? So, um, and with that being said, this is only the beginning of what this is gonna look like. Um, there's a mentorship program that I just launched and it's with all of us, this entire team. And we, there's a lineup already of applications. Like I can, I'm glancing at it right now. So that's really exciting. And that mentorship program is free. It is like free. You get to hang out with us and mastermind and, you know, get all the support that you need internationally. It doesn't matter where you are, you know, um, we'll be on zoom. So, you know, reach out to us. I will post all that info here, or you could message me or message Dan to get more information. But thank you so much, Dan, for being on this show with me. Oh my gosh. I wish I got the first 30 minutes of that, but it was so good. Fuck, I did not record it, but uh, next time I'll do better. <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> Always the next time. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs>